Welcome to another episode of Cigar Chat. Cigar Chat is broadcast around the world, picked up in the Armed Forces Radio Network. Of course, broadcast on CigarFederation.com, YouTube.com, and now Facebook Live. Thanks to all our podcast listeners out there. We haven't forgotten about you guys. I know you're out there in droves around the world. I'm your host, John the Cigar Surgeon, and I'm here with my co-host, Trippy Trent. Trippy, what's going on, brother? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. We are... uh, Talk to Claudio. We're talking to Claudio tonight. Claudio, maestro president of Mombacho. Now, <clears throat> so Mombacho, so Claudio, how long have you been president now? Because this has got to be coming up on, it's more than a year, right? Uh, yes, this is my second year. By the way, what's up, Bob boys? All is good? Good to see you guys. Good to see you. You too, as always. I, f- I feel like I've seen more, in fact, I know I've seen more of you in the last six months than I've seen of Logan <laughs> in the last two years. <laughs> guys i saw i saw you more than my wife for the last three months <laughs> and that's for sure and you know what's you know what's funny about that claudio is i had three other opportunities to come down to nicaragua uh since february and the end of of uh, this month and i said look i've got a fiance if i want to have a fiance and keep a fiance i probably should limit the number of times i go down to nicaragua to like three a year or four a year because i'm you know i might come home and have an empty house <laughs> Or, or I might stay you in should, Nicaragua. You should concentrate those trips in like in, uh, in the first quarter of the year. Yes. And then you're good. Yeah, you're during, good. during the crappy winter months. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm already married. So I just say I'm going to Nicaragua and I leave. <laughs> She'll be here when I get back. That's good. So we haven't, we haven't uh, touched base with you on Cigar Chat in a criminally long time. So maybe let's start out with... Um, this year, because this year kind of marked the first year where the Pure Sabor Festival not only was held in Granada, or at least the, the starting festivals held in Granada, but of course, if it's going to be held in Granada, it has to be held in or around Mombacho. So, Claudio, maybe give us a kind of a brief run-up for our audience about the Pure Sabor Festival and sort of what your involvement was this year for the, for the first year. Yes, uh, we are proud to be a member of the uh, Nicaraguan Cigar Association, uh, you know, the best uh, and the elite of the cigar makers and the farmers and cigar box uh, factories and cigar rings uh, factories. Uh, uh, we created this association uh, uh, to bring uh, uh, the culture of uh, Nicaraguan cigars uh, to the world. And for the first time uh, at this Puro Sabor, we had the two nights in Granada and uh, it was a blast. People loved the Granada. I want to remember that Granada is the oldest town, uh, uh, first settlement in the continent of Americas, because the America was discovered in the Caribbean. But then the Spanish uh, built the first town uh, in 1524 uh, in the continent, it was Granada. So uh, the architecture is just beautiful. There is a lake with 365 little islands. There is uh, the Mombacho volcano. Uh, There is a lagoon, which is the deepest point in Central America. So it was really a blast for everyone uh, being in, uh, in Granada and for us uh, for the first time uh, to have a Puro Sabor in Granada. So uh, the, uh, the major and the beautiful speech that were coming dinner, I got, uh, I think, uh, more than 100 people visiting uh, Casa Mombacho in Granada. Uh, we split the different groups. So we made tasting uh, the tour of the factory. It was very, very busy, but very, very happy to have everyone in Granada. And happy to see, <coughs> sorry, happy to see how the people enjoy Granada. It was really the best start for the Puro Sabor. I mean, how many people do you think of the of the group of the media group and of the you know all the people that came to Puro Sabor? How many how many of those people maybe as a rough percentage do you think that was their first visit to Mombacho? 
to Bombach or maybe uh, 80% of them. Wow. Yeah. 80, yeah, 80% yeah. is the first time. I yeah. heard a lot of the people, a lot of the media people, who of course I was interacting with a lot, a lot of them had never seen Mombacho before. Um, so they were really excited to have the first couple days of Peru Sabor in Granada and get to see Granada and Mombacho because it's just stuff they didn't get to see during Peru Sabor previously. And you know, we are fortunate to be in Granada, so we, uh, we have uh, in our side the history of uh, Granada and Nicaragua and as well the architecture. So our factory, Casa Favilli, it's a hundred years old building. It's a pure colonial style, and it was built by the most famous architect in Nicaragua in the, in the last century. So it's a, it's a place uh, like it was 150 years ago that you can imagine uh, how the people were rolling cigars 150 years ago. It looks uh, the same. So people were really happy to see some very old building like Casa Favilli. And it's just a gorgeous factory. I mean, Thank you. You can't say enough about it. <laughs> I'm yeah. very humble, but you know it has been a very, very difficult first uh, to get back to life for the entire building, because it was closed for twelve years, uh, eleven years. So every everything was like destroyed, and, and then we put a, a lot of uh, technical difficulties, I would say. So we are filtering the water. There is an osmosis system. And there is a a beautiful uh, misting pump uh, with five micron uh, particle of vapor in the aging room. Uh, the aging room is wrapped with cedar. Uh, this is from Nicaragua. We have a uh, first floor, uh, only uh, tobacco leaves production. Uh, and then uh, second floor, it's uh, aging and packaging. Uh, there is a flow of the tobacco coming inside and going around the house that today I would say was natural. I mean, I. I I cannot imagine uh, the Mombacho factory in another place uh, than Casa Favilla today. And I mean, you know, I would echo what Tripp said that I've been to quite a few factories now. I've been to some very organized factories. I've been to some small factories. I've been to some big factories. But without a doubt, and not just because you're a guest tonight, but Mombacho is by far, like it's not even close, the, the most beautiful factory. It doesn't, it, I mean, it, you, the, the whole thing is you walk in and it does not look like a cigar factory. It doesn't look like a cigar factory belongs there. It looks like there's, there should be some rock and roll party and there should be, you know, famous people walking all over, but it's, but it's a functional, well laid out factory and it's, and it's gorgeous. Like it's stunning. Everything has started with the fact that in Mombacho, we really believe that the cigar is not only a cigar, it's an experience. So, what, what's the first experience with a cigar? It's the place where it's rolled. So we really wanted to have that place, uh, like the place to experience with a Mombacho cigar. Is it your expectation, Claudio, that the change to the Puro Sabor is going to carry through to subsequent years? Have, has there been any discussion about that? Do you know if that's going to continue? Because it, it makes sense to me to go, go to Granada and showcase Granada. You know, since the, this year, I've been uh, brought into the board of directors. Okay. So we are going to have a long conversation very soon because we were wrapping up the festival and then a bunch of other things that are going on in Nicaragua right now, the FDA and all the stuff. Yeah. So we are waiting a little bit to talk about the next festival, which is already fixed, the dates and everything. But I think one of the best options, if not the best option to welcoming everyone in, uh, in Nicaragua the first night or two nights, let's see, it should be Granada. Granada and the people of Granada and the Calzada, which is the, which is the strip, uh, the pedestrian street with restaurants and bars and the architecture 
the places where to have dinner. Uh, it's it's really the place uh, that should be welcoming everyone because it's like, wow, what's this? So it's the best uh, you know window you can open in Nicaragua for someone coming here for the first time. It would be so impressed uh, from Nicaragua. And it, it's real. You know, it's not something fake. I mean, everything is there. It's old. There is culture. There is architecture. There is history. There is everything there. And uh, yeah, I think there is a good chance that Granada is going to be again in the in the schedule. And it's uh, logistically speaking, it's a great idea to have people take a one-hour bus ride, then get right off a plane onto a three-and-a-half-hour bus ride to Esteli. Right. <laughs> yeah, remember the someone that came from Australia, so he flew like 24 hours. Oh. There was a girl, there was a girl and her husband there from, uh, I don't know if you saw them, they were the dancers. They flew oh, like yeah, yeah, 36 yeah. hours from Turkey. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Turkish guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful Crazy. People. I'd be yeah. so tired. After 36 hours, all I'd want is bed and then rum and then cigars. And I, it would take me, it would take me probably at least a day to, to get to human, human levels. That's very impressive. I don't know how they do that. So, Claudio, before we start hounding you about what's new and what's coming out for the IPCPR and start trying to work you over uh, for secrets already? you're not supposed to release, let's talk about some of the stuff that you've been doing. Because I know uh, when I was down at the factory, which seems like only yesterday, uh, one of the things you guys are undertaking is sort of unifying your packaging and, and creating everything under the same color scheme and band scheme. So maybe kind of talk a little bit about that and how that's progressing for those who aren't, you know, maybe people aren't aware of the, of the packaging change they're going to see to some of the products in the, uh, in the, in the B&Ms. Everything started the last year. Last year was our 10th anniversary. So for a young company, uh, as Mombacho, young for the United States uh, market, I'm talking uh, being uh, in the in business for ten years, it was a very very uh, uh, very nice for us to see how everything is coming up and what we are doing. Uh, so we decided to rebrand a little bit uh, uh, the different lines that we have. So we just finished and wrapped up everything about Liga Maestro and uh, Tierra Volcan. So let me start about Tierra Volcan. There was only a yellow label, one label, and then at the foot there were the name of the cigar. So now we are going with two labels. One uh, ring, the first ring, it's uh, always a Mombacho, and the second one is going to be uh, the name of the line. So in lines that we have right now, Tierra Volcan and Liga Maestro. Tierra Volcan, it's our medium. I love to say a true medium. Because in these days, we are medium plus, medium plus, plus, medium minus, minus, uh, whatever. So it's a good, uh, true medium uh, body that it goes uh, always uh, toward the like, coffee beans, uh, honey, and the sweetness of the tobaccos uh, from Alapa. Uh, Liga Maestro, it goes uh, medium plus, I would say, or more than medium. And it's, uh, there is some spiciness, uh, there is some woodiness, uh, and not forgetting uh, the sweetness of the tobacco. Uh, both 100% uh, tobaccos from Nicaragua, so they are puro. And then the packaging. For example, uh, Tierra Volcana was a 24-count boxes, and now we're going for 12-count boxes as a Liga Maestro. So we have uh, two different colors in the rings. We have, we have a brown and gold uh, on the ring. It's Tierra Volcana, the medium one. And then a black and gold, the Liga Maestro, which is a medium plus. And Both boxes of 12. Yeah, and I, I, speaking about the boxes of 12, I have to sort of say on a personal note, 
as an operator of B&Ms here in Canada, having the ability for a smaller count box, but same product, same quality of product, makes it a lot easier for uh, us in stores to introduce new people to the product. Because I think, it, you know, I understand knowing both sides of the business that packaging plays into a huge component of the, the overall cost of an item. When you have a box as a 12-count box, you're disproportionately paying for the cost of that packaging. Sometimes companies absorb that, but they can't always absorb it. So, you know, I think that's where sometimes in the international market that comes in handy in, in making that a little bit more presentable to somebody so they're not dropping a, a significant chunk of change on a box of uh, 24. And it, it yeah. makes it a little more likely that they're going to buy a box rather than just a five-pack. Exactly. You know, 25 or 24, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was a big box today to buy a box of cigars, especially with a brand that is, you know, getting recognition. So you want to try a bunch of cigars, but you don't want to buy uh, 24 boxes. So we went for 12 for that to give to more people the opportunity to buy uh, a box. And then there is the harmonization between the lines because we had the different labels, we had different names. So now it's really all together. You have a Mombacho as a first uh, uh, label that you know that that cigar is made by Mombacho. And then uh, uh, the different names uh, of the two different lines. So it gets more, uh, more easy to recognize our brand, more easy, uh, a little bit easier uh, to dis distinguish the medium body to the medium plus or uh, stronger than, uh, than the other. So it gets uh, a lot more... Uh, easy really to understand what's going on uh, in Mombacho today. Now, before I ask a hardball question that I'm going to have to ask sort of on Logan's behalf here, because Logan's not here and I feel like, you know, all he's going to do is bust my chops if I don't ask a hardball question. Before I do that, uh, we're going to take our first break here and I'm just going to remind our audience that they're tuned into Cigar Chat broadcast live around the world and picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Cigar Chat is broadcast on CigarFederation.com, YouTube.com and Facebook Live. Thanks, of course, to all our podcast listeners for subscribing. Appreciate your support. Tune in. You can get your questions in on Facebook or Cigar Federation before the, uh, before the show starts. We appreciate those questions as we do our show. But Cigar Chat is brought to you by Gurkha Cigars, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the new Heritage or the newer Heritage Maduro. Talk to your local B&M and support your local B&Ms. They'll hook you up and get you set up. So getting back to our guest here, Claudio Segroy from Mambacho Cigars. Claudio, the question that I'm sure Logan would ask you is, How's Rob working out? I mean, Rob leaves us high and dry, you know, abandoned This was an audience family. question, by the way, also. This is an audience question. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that would, and I'm going to present it exactly like Logan. And in fact, I think Logan would kind of sit back and go, how's Rob working out? Really? Tell the audience how Rob's working out. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're asking that? No, I'm joking. Beautiful person. Rob is rock and rolling. And uh, Rob has been very busy. Because uh, we changed the website, so we have a new website that went on air like a month ago. Okay. So he was uh, was working on that. Uh, he worked in the uh, last touches on the packaging and then the rings. Uh, and by the way, when we talk about the new stuff, uh, he's working the new stuff too. We are changing the packaging on the Momachitos. Uh, so it has been a very very busy uh, so far. And I would say that the amount of work uh, in the very beginning, uh, entering in the cigar world in this side <laughs> of the business, has been good for him. He's been good. He's he passionate. And you know what? He loves, uh, and since a long time, I always say, uh, he loves Mombacho. Yeah. 
So oh, yeah. Yeah, he's always motivation there that he drives him doing good stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's not to love, really? What's not to love? <laughs> I mean, you go down to you go to you go down to Granada, you can easily fall in love with Mabacho cigars. It's not hard to do. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to talk about just for a second. Uh, I want to talk about the Mabachitos because. Um, that's one of the products that's on the market that maybe kind of changes people's perception of what a little cigar should be. Because in my experience, a lot of little cigars tend to be sort of, you know, flavorless. Uh, a lot of people that smoke them maybe aren't going to get a lot of flavor out of them because they're just, they're not, they're not made with, with the, with the greatest care. They're meant to reach a certain price point, but that's not true of the Mamachito and Mabacho. And I've smoked quite a few of them. Um, so maybe to tell our audience a little bit about that for someone who's looking for a really short, small smoke. So the Bombachito was born as a dog walker for Canada because uh, when it's winter in your place, guys, it's uh, <laughs> very, very cold. So very cold. you have a few a few minutes before to freeze. And uh, that was the uh, the Bombachito. It's a long filler. It's four and a half by 26. It's one of the smallest, I think, maybe the smallest cigar long filler made in the industry, and uh, I have a funny story about the uh, the Mombachito. In uh, early 2013, when we hit the uh, U.S. market, I was the one saying, uh, "Guys, this little guy, little cigar, even though it's long filler, it's made by hand with filler binder and wrapper." In the United States, where they smoke like a seven by eighty, eight by eighty, <laughs> and whatever, I'm like, it's not going to work. So we launched, I think it was March, and uh, we shipped a bunch of that, thousand of them. We sold out like in three weeks. And it was the most successful little cigar in the industry for uh, a long time. And, uh, and you said that because it's flavorful. It's a it cigar. Yeah. It's a cigar because he has filler, he has binder, he has a wrapper, he's, uh, he's a long filler. And uh, we use the same tobacco so that we use it in uh, terrible can. Of course, the blend is different, but it smokes, it smokes like a cigar. So you have a, a concentrated cigar experience in the 20 minutes you smoke a Mombachito. And by the way, I always say Derek, the Bonchero, or the Roller, is the only one rolling, uh, uh, rolling the Mombachito at Casa Favilli. Yes, a chocolate <laughs> <laughs> So in a, in a time, Claudio, where we've seen an industry move to bigger and bigger cigars, longer and longer cigars, bigger ring gauges, I think, and, and I'm going to have to, I th- you guys have a 54, don't you? And I think that's the largest, do you have a 54? You have a 54, yes, and I think the that's the largest one a, you have. Yes. Any any plans, any market pressure, anybody saying, you know, what I really want is a 70 ring gauge Mombacho? Is, is there any pressure? <clears throat> you know, I love the industry. I love the guys working in the industry. I love a bunch of things, but I would say two things. We are not gimmick at all, and we are not uh, uh, throwing something new every six months. So if I should make a 6 by 60 just because... Uh, in the market that we are selling a lot of 6 by 60 is going to be a beautiful opportunity to have more sales, I would say no. Because we don't like the 660. It's not the Mombacho style. And by the way, I've been working like two years in a 660 because <laughs> I got some pressure on the 660. But at the end, I said, you know what, guys? For our taste, philosophy, and our aromas, and the experience around Mombacho, 
cannot be a 660. 660, I leave, I leave that to others, not for us. Okay. I respect that. Thank you. Trippy, what are we doing for uh, audience questions on uh, Facebook and Cigar Federation? Uh, we've got a couple of audience questions. Well, one of them is, was, of course, how's Rob doing? Um, but another one, which is also from our buddy Bob Dog, uh, Claudio, what are you guys doing about the FDA? Are you just sitting tight and sticking to what you've already got, or do you plan on trying to push some cigars through that approval process? That you, know know where, you know where, I, where I'm from? <laughs> I do. Where? From where? Italy. Yes, but where in Italy? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I know I know where he's from in Italy. <laughs> where, John? It's from Sicily. Yeah. I oh. got my boys taking care of the business there with the FDA. Going to take care <laughs> of some business. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, guys, <clears throat> we have a plan for the next 50 years. So no matter what, we'll be around. It means uh, we got prepared. And, uh, of course, we are waiting for uh, the true you know, rules and approval and all the stuff that we still don't know. Uh, we are watching uh, very close uh, FDA and everything. I would say Andrew Wood, our uh, importer, uh, is doing a beautiful job uh, with the FDA. Uh, is keeping uh, all contacts with them. Just call them again and he got a bunch of uh, answers on questions that we didn't know before. And uh, we have a schedule and a planning for uh, the FDA. And uh, you know what? We have been before United States. We have been in Canada, in China. We have been in Italy. Now we have, uh, we have our cigars in other countries so that they are heavily taxed and regulated and all that stuff. So for us, uh, this is a kind of normal day of work. We're going to make some paper. We got to spend some money on some uh, certification and that stuff. Let's do it. All right. Good question. Anything else from our audience before I uh, ask some more hardball questions here? Uh, yeah, I got a softball question. Uh, cello or no cello? Uh, for our cigars or in general? Yeah, uh, in general. Uh, when you bring home cigars, do you keep them in the cellar or do you take them out? Okay. Personally, I hate cellophane. <laughs> cellophane, they look like plastic, which is not plastic. Okay, mm -hmm. cellophane is made by uh, cellulose, uh, but it protects the cigars when they are flying, when they are in your humidor. So if you really have a humidor that it works perfectly 24-7 with certain temperature and certain humidity, you can take uh, the cigars out of cellophane. Otherwise, I would say keep them in the cellophane right. because the, cell the cellulose will breathe. So, it, it, it gives the opportunity to the cigars to pump and to and to purge some uh, to breathe inside the cellophane. Because if it was plastic, it wasn't breathing; it was just sealed in plastic. But the cellophane, it allows uh, the cigars to breathe, so you can keep the cigars uh, into the cellophane. Yes, okay. even though I'm not a fan, but good answer. Thank you. It's a good answer. It's good. It's a good question. All right, John, to ask. Let's get to the hardball. All right, hardball question. So uh, this is going to be Canadian specific because for those who aren't aware, Mombacho is and originated as a Canadian company. I know that you know that's surprising because you don't hear a lot of cigar companies starting in Canada. So Canada, of course, being a unique market, the thing that we think we're facing within the next six months to, to twelve months here is plain packaging. What do you think the impact would be to 
the cigar market in Canada and specifically the Mombacho brand if plain packaging, if, if the idiots at the federal government in Canada do institute plain packaging, what do you think the impact would be? Well, first of all, it's very sad because very sad. the plain packaging, it's uh, something like uh, you are not uh, free to uh, commercialize whatever you are selling in a, in a country. So that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, so that, uh, it's a tough question. Because plain packaging, how you recognize a cigar? Uh, it's difficult to uh, to give the chance to a brand when there is no name on the uh, on the box, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, is that true that you are going hundred percent to plain packaging? No, they too? they're 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 in discussions right now. So. Um... I mean, as with the normal government in Canada, nothing is ever clear. I think it's it's a foregone conclusion that plain packaging for cigarettes is almost assured. I think there's discussion about whether that's going to impact vape products, pipe tobacco, and cigars, and it hasn't been clear as to whether that's going to be the case. Of course, in the beginning, there is going to be an impact on the product, on the cigars, and other stuff in the, uh, in the cigar shops because plain packaging, right? But in a side... Uh, uh, answering it to another question that it was already uh, given to me, uh, we have a, one of the most talented brand manager in the market. <laughs> so <laughs> he's going to figure out how how uh, how to have a box uh, that you can recognize it's a Mombacho without the name. And I can tell you, uh, there is some company that is not cigars; it's about uh, cigarettes. They already started doing that, and they did a beautiful job. So I gotta recognize uh, uh, that they are doing already something uh, that they are in, they are going to, to figure it out uh, in few years, but they already started doing that. So there is already, you know what? There is a few jobs in the world uh, that that will be always there. Okay, people will always smoke, people will always drink, lawyers because people will always fight, and another one that, that I won't mention right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not the thing you're thinking right now. No? No. Funeral. Oh. <laughs> I got you. Uh, you got me. So then there's an, there's another one on top of that then, I think. Yes. There is a fifth one. There's a fifth one. <laughs> Trippy, how's our audience doing with their questions and comments and uh, feedback? We got another good audience question from Harley Holmes. All right. Uh, Harley asks good Claudio, questions. Claudio, what's your... Oh, he does. What is your favorite pairing with Liga Maestro? Oh, yeah, that's this tough. is a tough one. With Liga Maestro? Man. That's I, think I, know, I think I know the answer to that. <laughs> I think we know because the answer to this. <laughs> now, you know what? I, I would say first that Liga Maestro can go with a bunch of different things. It's very mm-hmm. uh, versatile. Do you say that in English? Versatile? Yep, versatile. Man, I'm good in English, huh? You got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Uh, because he has some spiciness and some woodiness, but by the way, there is some sweetness, so you can pair it really... And just to make sure that everyone uh, uh, knows a couple of uh, basic things on pairing, you can go by contrast or you can go by similarity. It means uh, if a cigar is sweet, uh, you can go with something sweet, uh, so similarity. By contrast, uh, you smoke something sweet and you drink something spicy, completely different. So that's the contrast. And uh, I would say what's my best personal uh, intimate (laughs) pairing? Rum, of course. Of course. Of course. For one, for one thing. Remember Liga Maestro? It's a puro. All tobaccos are, are from Nicaragua. There is a beautiful rum made in Nicaragua that is coming from the same land 
the same people, the same sunshine, the same weather, the same climate, the same everything. So it has to be good together. <laughs> and it is good because it's a, a true Nicaraguan experience. Okay. Then I would say one of the, uh, the pairing that is not very famous in the United States, but I love is champagne. You gotta pick a very good bottle of champagne that it has to be at the right temperature and then smoke a Liga Maestro. That's, that's beautiful. Which, we, then, uh, which you know, we did. the curiosity. Yes, we did it. And the curiosity and the, 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 the discovery how, how we work, how it works with different things, that's the beautiful thing. The most rewarding thing. Saying, okay, let's try Liga Maestro with rum, with champagne, and now with coffee or with a bunch of different stuff. That's that's very good because you educate the more your palate, and when you educate the more your palate, you get more nuances, so you get more aromas, so you get more stimulation, and you you bring together the the your personal pairing. Yeah, having experienced the pairing with the Liga Maestro, and I think we were actually pairing the Liga Maestro 10th anniversary with the champagne at the IPCPR, and that was an experience that I had not previously had because. Frankly, I'm not a guy who goes out and buys champagne because as, a, you know, as one person, it's pretty tough to, well, at least responsibly open up a bottle of champagne. I'm not going to drink an entire bottle of champagne. I'm not, I'm not white girl drunk. Uh, but it was, it was a very interesting experience. And, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity, highly recommend it. But I want to take this moment to remind our audience that they t- are tuned into Cigar Chat broadcast live around the world, picked up in the Armed Forces radio network heard around the country in over 90 countries on podcast uh thanks to all our live listeners thanks to all our podcast listeners this second segment is brought to you by cigar oasis cigar oasis is the world's leader and innovator in electronic humidification if you want to make sure your cigars are protected you should be using a cigar oasis product set it and forget it today we are of course joined by claudio Segroy of mombacho cigars so claudio maybe talk about um, because, you know, we've talked about sort of where Mombacho's been. Maybe tell our audience where you kind of see Mombacho going in the next couple of years. I mean, I, I want to kind of not talk about the FDA stuff because, you know, that's not fun. I want to talk about cigars. I want to talk about the good stuff. So maybe talk about, you know, the direction in which you see Mombacho going in the next couple of years. So next couple of years, uh, we'll see Mombacho, first of all, in more countries. We are expanding uh, uh, the distribution in different countries. Uh, I will be in Europe uh, uh, second half of May, visiting the different markets where we sell Mombacho and discovering uh, new markets. Uh, but beside that, uh, uh, I would say you will see the creativity of Mombacho that we have been working on uh, the last, uh, I would say, four years. You will be a lot of new stuff, uh, mind-blowing, in the market uh, that nobody did before just because you know i'm coming from a, a different experience okay i'm uh, i'm not uh, uh born in the united states uh, worked in the united states uh, smoking cigars in the united states uh, i worked i worked in uh, in different countries uh, in cigars so i got the experience from different kind of smokers uh, different kind of uh, uh, uh sizes uh, blends uh, different things so we are bringing into the cigar industry something new that is going to be released in the next uh, uh, two to three years. So we are going to throw out some... Why are you laughing, John? I, I don't know what you're talking about at all. I'm sure that um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Please continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> we are... 
finally, we are going to release the things that we have been working uh, uh, very, very hard in the last uh, four years. Because we have a couple of different projects that it takes uh, five years to achieve before to release the cigars. So uh, that, that is going to be the time. And uh, we're going to start this year with some new stuff. But then uh, we'll follow up with a schedule for the next uh, three to four years. And is there any, are you at the point, because we are coming up to the IPCPR in a few months, are you at the point where you can talk about some of the new stuff, or is there sort of a, a gag rule in effect until maybe before the IPCPR? <laughs> is there anything you can tease before we get to the IPCPR this year? I'd love to tease you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, let's say we have a couple of projects. I'm not saying right now we are releasing that to the IPCPR. But we are thinking about the IPCPR enjoying uh, those projects. One of the projects uh, is going to be uh, Casa Favilli series. Okay. So Casa Favilli, it's our factory. The factory, the building is called the Casa Favilli. And uh, we're going, we, I'm working uh, on something that is going to be called uh, Casa Favilli. Uh, it's a new blend, uh, new tobaccos, uh, new sizes. Uh, that's the first one. Uh, a second one. Uh, you know the Corto, the Tierra Volcan Corto, our short Robusto. Fantastic. It's a four, uh, yes, it's a 4 by 50 So in March of 2012, we made uh, a batch of... <laughs> now Trip is laughing. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> said, no, that was me grinning. <laughs> so in March of 2012, uh, we made a batch uh, of the Corto that was uh, the very first batch uh, made uh, for that size. Uh, then we changed the wrapper because we are still working on the, on the, on the new blend, uh, putting that 100% tobaccos from Nicaragua. So we have a bunch of those cigars. So the first batch, they're still sitting there since March of 2012, and someone had the opportunity to smoke one of those. And, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure that Tripp and I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. No clue. No idea. No, no yeah. idea. So we are, uh, and we are thinking to release those, even though I would love to give... Uh, one extra year of aging. I know there is going to be still some little change, but they are just perfectly uh, to be released right now after, what, five years of aging? And uh, so we are talking about that. We are talking uh, about uh, maybe uh, my uh, major project that is going on uh, since uh, 2012, which is... Uh, uh, a cigar that we are still working on the name, but let's talk about crops, okay? So we made, uh, since 2012, uh, every year, uh, some cigar in one particular size that is made with 100% tobaccos from Nicaragua, uh, from different regions, different seeds, but puro, so 100% from Nicaragua, and all tobaccos certified by me because I bought them <laughs> uh, from the same crop. The same crop, it means the same year. So I love wine. Wine as a name that we are uh, misunderstanding in the cigar business, which is uh, vintage. What it means vintage in cigars? Tripa, what it means? Uh, typically in cigars, it means the year it was rolled. That's it. It was rolled. Okay. John, what's uh, the idea behind 
vintage for you. Vintage, well, vintage in tobacco doesn't really mean anything right now because vintage doesn't exist. You've got sometimes you've got tobacco in there that's a year old. You've got tobacco in there that's three months old. You've got tobacco sometimes that's twelve years old. But there's no way for a, a typical consumer to look at that product and say, you know, I don't know what this is. I don't know what year this is. You don't know what year it was rolled. In, in fact. In most cases, you know, in in the non-Cuban industry, you would have no idea when that cigar was produced, when that cigar was rolled, when the tobacco's from, because that's just not information that's that's typically captured, for the most part. <clears throat> that's correct. So let's start from the wine. The wine industry, they put the vintage, they put the date label, because the grapes are coming only from that crop, from that year. So I brought that idea into the cigars, and we made the cigar... Uh, crop 2012 using uh, all tobaccos from Nicaragua from the crop 2012. We made the 2013, we made the 2014, we are just finishing the 2015 crop. And this is a project that it takes five years. Why five years? Because we made the cigars uh, <clears throat> right after fermentation, we give us a very short period of aging of tobaccos. And then we age the cigars for five years. So two things. First of all, uh, the true vintage. So tobaccos are from the same crop, the same year of crop. And second, I want to give the chance to everyone finally experiencing what it means uh, a cigar that is aged, but not because tobaccos are old, because the tobaccos are young. So that's why we give uh, five years of aging to the cigars uh, to give to the technical point uh, that they are perfect to smoke and they are perfect to give uh, the true soul uh, of that crop because the tough the toughest part of the project is not making a, a 2012 crop or tobaccos you can find the tobaccos in 2012 right the problem is that to make the best of the crops of 2012 i cannot make it just 2012 because it's the year so i gotta i gotta find out the tobaccos that are good that work together they age for five years and then you smoke them it's a crazy product even my partners have said that you are crazy to do this. I'm like, why am I crazy? I'm, I'm just right because of vintage. We got to give it to the guys, to the smokers, to the aficionados, the opportunity to smoke a, a true vintage, not a vintage because uh, someone uh, woke up saying hey, it's a vintage because there is a, one of the tobaccos is five years old or whatever. No, that's wrong. That's not the true meaning of vintage that is coming from wine. Now, Claudio, I know you're the president of the company, but are you authorized to talk about this right now? Are you, are you letting the, the horse out of the barn a little too early? I didn't talk to the board of directors. So, <laughs> so you might get a phone no, call. You know what? We won't tell anybody. At Mombacho, there is no secret. Because uh, I don't like it when you get in a factory, you know, you cannot see this, you cannot see that. When you know what, what you are making, there is no secret. Because uh, remember, at Mombacho, maybe we are uh, crazy guys, uh, we are uh, you know a new company, but maybe we are the last, the new company that it works like uh, that we are working 150 years ago. We don't use uh, the machine to roll cigars. It's uh, totally made by hand. And uh, you have seen at uh, the factory, the only thing we use is water. Of course, uh, osmosis, air conditioners, and all the stuff, uh, technology, just to, to help us uh, to have uh, more quality. But everything is made like, uh, like it was made 150 years ago. That's bringing uh, the true culture of cigars uh, in these days. Let's let's talk tobacco, Claudio, because I know that pretty much for the most part, since moving to the new factory in Granada, 
uh, all Mombacho cigars are 100% Puros, they're 100% Nicaraguan tobacco at a time where a lot of companies are using Mexican Senadris wrappers, Ecuador and Habano wrappers, or just generally wrappers from Connecticut Valley. Is there pressure, do you feel pressure to start using tobaccos outside of Nicaragua or, you know, is that outside of the philosophy from Mombacho? You know, we love Nicaragua. <clears throat> and I personally believe that the future of cigars is in Nicaragua. We love the Granadino people. That's why we're in Granada. We love uh, uh, the tobaccos from Nicaragua, and we know that right now the best tobaccos uh, available uh, everywhere are coming from Nicaragua. So why not make uh, a puro? It's difficult. I know. And uh, many nights uh, not sleeping. <laughs> but it was uh, just to give uh, a true Nicaraguan experience uh, to someone that wants to do that being uh, in another country and not in Nicaragua. Because remember, we are very fortunate today that we can blend the tobaccos from everywhere, or we can blend the filler from one country, binder and wrappers from other countries. That's easy. But how, how you can keep a consistency in production being a, a puro, that's a very, very hard. That's very, very tough. So there is not many people choosing to make an under percent of tobaccos from Nicaragua a puro. So we chose that. Uh, we have been very courageous. Uh, it's not easy, but for Tierra Volcana and Liga Maestro, that is going to be always a, a puro. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna I've got a good go audience ahead. question here. Uh, Jeff Andre wants to know what you previously a little while ago you mentioned the Mambacho experience. He wants to know what exactly would you describe as the Mambacho experience? <sighs> the Mambacho experience. Uh, it's something that starts uh, from many different things. Uh, what we want to bring uh, to everyone, uh, it's uh, Granada, it's uh, Casa Favilli, it's the history of Granada, it's uh, the people uh, behind uh, the tables making cigars, and uh, the smile when you smoke a mombacho and you have uh, the sweetness uh, that, 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 that deepness of the flavors so that are coming from those different things. You mix up all those things, make a shake, okay? And you get the Mombacho cocktail. That's the experience. Because you cannot have uh, the most beautiful cigar, the perfect technically cigar, technical cigar to smoke that is perfect, okay? The flavor and this and that. And then what else? You got to give something else. So we gave uh, to our boncheros and roleros uh, the best tool, they need to make the best cigars ever. We go to Alapa, we go to Condega, we go to Estadí, we buy tobaccos, we bring to the factory. Uh, you can smell the history in the factory. When you smell the history in a factory, you can smell that history in a cigar too. And uh, when you have happy people working in a place, I have that quote since a couple of years, happy people make happy cigars. So that's the experience. I love that quote. <laughs> I just think it's so perfect. I agree. For you and for Mambacho. Thank you. I just want to remind our audience that you are tuning into Cigar Chat, broadcast live around the world, picked up on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Cigar Chat is broadcast on podcast, every podcast catcher in the world, and of course you can tune in at Facebook Live. We appreciate your questions. Trippy, this segment is brought to us by who? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess Gurkha Cigars. Incorrect, my friend. Ugh. Incorrect. Drew Estate. Drew Estate. Mmm. Mm, they good. They good. 
I should have guessed that when you threw it to me. That's right. Check out the Do Drip, Do Drew Diplomat app today. They've got a, a promotion going on right now. You can go to cigarfederation.com to check that out. It's your chance to win the freestanding cigar ashtray, which I would love to get my dirty, dirty weasel hands on. Now, uh, but I can't. Not only the ashtray, but the divorce humidor. It's the divorce humidor. Is- it's it's a stand up closet. Yeah, it's a that cl- they turned into a humidor, hand engraved and stuff. It's gorgeous. It, it's, and it's called the divorce humidor because when you bring that home, you're going to have to get a divorce because the, you know the fiance, the wife, they're not going to be pleased about your twenty foot humidor. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking with Claudio Segroy of Mombacho Cigars. He's looking at us like we're crazy. <laughs> That's okay because we're crazy guys here at Cigar Chat. Uh, Claudio, talking about Mombacho, it's been ten years. Um, it's it's a big trajectory, and I want to talk about, you know, what do you see as the challenges for growing Mombacho in Granada in your current facility over the next couple of years? What are the what are the key st- strategies for you to grow that business and grow your production in that in that facility? I mean, when when we bought uh, uh, Casa Favilli, we uh, we thought about uh, capacity as well. So right now at Favili we have a capacity that can go up to uh, 2.5 million cigars a year. Made wow. three, 3 million cigars, are very tight, but uh, we could make them. And uh, I mean, the future is a uh, different project that we have. We are already uh, started talking uh, about uh, a new project with a new seed, with a new tobacco. Yes, but that's uh, that is going to take uh, maybe more than five years. And uh, I wanna, I wanna, I don't know if he's listening to us or watching us. Benoit, our agronomist at the factory, is uh, is uh, a beautiful guy coming from Belgium. He's 24 years old, just graduated from uh, the agronomy school, and he came down to live in Granada. He takes care of our raw material right now, and he had uh, an idea that we work together saying, okay, what can change completely the cigar industry in the next years? So we are working on that. Something small, just changing the entire industry, you know. Little things. <laughs> no big deal. Just yeah, no big deal. Thing. Yes. Ben yes. was a super nice guy and a very smart guy. He's one of those guys that is very knowledgeable, and you sit down and start talking tobacco with him, and all of a sudden three hours have gone by, and you – you're not sure how that happened, and uh, he's one of those guys. And at 24 years old, that's very impressive. And I remember the first time we went to Alapa or Esteli and uh, went buying, you know, base of tobacco and that stuff. I brought him. He had a smile like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> it was like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a beautiful guy. Beautiful guy. Uh, one of the uh, mo- most passionate guys I've ever seen for the tobacco leaves. Does he have any tobacco leaf tattoos? Uh, you know what? Can tell you something. At Mombacho, the partners, <laughs> even Benoit, nobody has a tattoo. I I feel like that's a Canadian thing because I'm a Canadian. I have no tattoos. I love tobacco, and I you know the only the only tattoo I would potentially consider is a tobacco leaf, or you know the the whole stock with all the different Viso Seco, Lajero, Velado. But I still don't have any tattoos, and I feel like that's a, maybe a Canadian. Canadian thing, I don't know. You have tattoos? I, oh, yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of Drew Estate tattoos on my arm uh, that I got at the Drew Estate factory, and I'm planning a tobacco stock going up like my forearm right here. Awesome. 
<laughs> That's the only thing I could think that, I, like, other than a Canadian flag. And for me, we're way off topic now, but um, for me, the only things that I could think of tattooing in my body would be a Canadian flag and the full tobacco plant. Those are the only two things I would be passionate enough about to, to tattoo. And, and I still haven't made the leap. So, you know, what can you do? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Trippy You're never too old. Yeah. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, you're, it's never too late. <laughs> Trippy, uh, how are we doing for audience questions and feedback? We got anything on CigarFederation.com uh, or Facebook Live? We do have one quick question on uh, on Facebook from Mike Wendland. Who, uh, Thanks for your question, I, I, Yeah, I don't know of him from chat or anything, so I'm guessing he's just a Facebook watcher. That's great. Uh, but he wants to know when we're going to see that new cigar that you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the one that sits around for five years. I don't know. Uh, the first batch of the Corto that was made in March 2012, that very soon. I think. No, the uh, other one, the vintage one. Uh, the vintage one. Uh, planning uh, maybe end of the year or next year. Okay. Yep. Now, go, I'm, I'm still playing uh, on the aging because uh, for me, that's been a beautiful to see and to understand uh, our cigar is aging uh, in, in our aging room. Because when you keep the cigars, you know, we age the cigars, by the way, six months before to be packed. So six months, it's already a long time. I think very few guys, they, they are doing that. Average is maybe a couple of months, three months, yeah. maybe four months, but few guys are aging uh, six months. And, uh, but from six months to five years, it's been for me very, very nice to smoke uh, every month one cigar for the last four years and understanding uh, how it's aging. And then I can say, okay, now it's, uh, it's done because I saw the changes yet, technical changes I'm talking, okay? Mm -hmm. So right now, crop 2012, it's uh, ready. So I don't know, maybe I pack them so I stop uh, the aging process, the process of aging, okay? Not just keeping cigars for a long time, which is very different. And uh, we'll see, we'll see. It's, uh, we have, uh, you know, it, it, it's becoming something uh, uh, that we work every day. New stuff, new stuff, new stuff. It's like a normal day of work, but we are not throwing a cigar every six months. We really take the time. We wanna be sure that they are good, want to be sure that they represent the project in the right way, that the cigars are awesome because, you know, waiting five years. And then you say, hey, smoke this. This, this has five years of sitting in the edge of room, and then it's not a good cigar. <sighs> so we got to make sure of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, Tripp and I can reasonably say that when they hit the market, people are going to go a little bananas. People are going to go crazy for those yeah. Cordos. I think we can reasonably say that. With, with some, I'm just with guessing. Some, I'm just guessing. Uh, just throwing it out there. I mean, I'm just you know, I'm just guessing here, but I think I think that's probably going to be the case. What I want to know, Claudio, uh, and this is more for me. I mean, certainly for our audience, but really this is for me. Let's talk about the IPCPR 2017 and the show that Mombacho, the party that Mombacho is going to going to throw. Because when Robbie and I went to your first IPCPR party. We talked about it for probably two years straight. I think by the time we were done, Logan was just sick and tired of hearing us talk about it. But 
both both parties at the IPCPRs were fantastic. So I feel like you guys have set this bar now that it's like the you know the premium party to go to. So what's can you can you tease anything? Can you can you talk about what's in store for the party for 2017? So different ideas uh, because you know in New Orleans uh, that that was spectacular. I mean it that was, was Andrew and 20 years old the mansion uh, in New Orleans and all that stuff. It was it was crazy. Then we had tobacco. Uh, no, food uh, uh, cooked with tobacco, cocktails infused. Uh, we, uh, we had the, for the first time ever when it was re- released the Hennessy Cognac 250 oh, so celebration. I mean, only 10 bottles open in the United States, and one of them was at our party. Then uh, Las Vegas was uh, kind of different, but we wanted to have something different. So we had a champagne pairing with the, the 10th anniversary cigar. That was awesome. So for Vegas, we have a couple of uh, different ideas. And uh, of course, it's going to be a kind of a secret party too. So you got to figure it out where, when, and how. But we are working on that. And the options are, uh, are pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> now, we want. Yeah, so, sorry to interrupt you. The, the, the party at the, uh, at, the, uh, at the IPCPR, it's a kind of way to say, hey, guys. You couldn't make it to the anniversary party down in January uh, every year at the Mombacho factory. So let's bring uh, some uh, of that craziness uh, in the IPCPR. Because uh, remember, every year, the last Saturday of January, we make uh, our anniversary party. And it's not a party. It's a the party in Nicaragua. This year, we had the 250 people in a private island. So, wow. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Is that just an open invite? If I just show up in Nicaragua the last Saturday of January, I can just say, hey, Claudio, I want to go to your party? You would be more than welcome. Everyone is more than welcome. You heard it here first. All right. Now, you're probably not, and our audience is probably not aware of this, but uh, Cigar Federation is rolling deep this year at the IPCPR, and we intend to have a party of our own. The invites are also... we're supposed to talk about that. Oh, we're talking about it because it's on on my credit card, so, you know, I'm I'm banking (laughs) this right now. Uh, We're going to have a party, and... Uh, it's going to be a super secret squirrel invite, so uh, we're going to we're going to have a, a super secret invite as well. Uh, it's going to be very intimate, but what I can tell you is it's a penthouse suite with a patio, and it's going to be a good time. And things are going to get a little Big crazy. Old patio. Big old patio. In fact, I think the Am patio. Am I invited? You'll have to you'll have no. to wait and see, but I, no. I think there's a pretty good chance that you're going to be invited, Claudio. Oh, good. I think so. I think, I think the chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, so that I, I got to bring the first batch of 2012 to be uh, at the party, right? See, you were already right, invited before you said that. Now you're guaranteed. <laughs> now, now, Rob, on the other hand, you know, maybe maybe he's not going to get invited. I have to, you know, run that by Logan. Logan might might have his he, – his man feelings might still be hurt. So, you know, it's tough to say. But you for sure, absolutely, no question. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Claudio, tell our audience about where they can find your new, relaunched, redesigned Mombacho website and find you guys on social media. Yes, www.mombachocigars.com. And uh, same thing for Facebook and uh, Instagram, Mombacho Cigars. And uh, you will find out, out uh, uh, new branding, uh, new rings, uh, new packaging. Uh, and uh, we are a lot more uh, uh, active in, uh, in the social media too. So we are really showing what we do every day at the factory, outside of the factory, around the world, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And please uh, send us messages, uh, give us like, uh, 
uh, we really appreciate all feedbacks uh, about uh, you know what we do because uh, we are doing this for everyone. We are not doing. The, I'm not blending cigars to smoke to smoke by myself. So I really enjoy when someone is giving a feedback, and uh, I uh, would love to have more feedback from uh, from everyone. <clears throat> and Claudio, I see that uh, Robbie is uh, checking in at a bunch of different B and M's around the United States. Is there is there a couple events you can make a shout out to uh, people to maybe show up and attend at a Mabacho event that's coming up in the near future here? Uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, we're going to have a couple of uh, events: uh, one in New Jersey and one in Pennsylvania, first week of uh, June, and. Uh, uh, I mean, I have my big uh, Mombacho World Tour the second two weeks of May. So I will be from uh, uh, May 10th to the 12th in Canada. Then I will be the 13th to the 15th in Denmark. Uh, 16th, 19th, I will be uh, Switzerland. Then I will be in Italy. I will be in Romania. I will be in Sweden. And I hope, I hope to be in Spain as well. But the time is pretty tight. Nice. All right, so check it out. You can go to mambachocigars.com. You can check them out on social media. Make sure to attend a Mambacho event. Give Robbie a hard time for me. It'll be good. Smoke Mambacho. Enjoy life. Thanks very much for everyone who's tuning in live to Cigar Federation Cigar Chat. Thanks for all our podcast listeners, wherever you're listening, probably driving to and from work like I do. Appreciate you and hope we've distracted you for this 58 minutes. Thanks very much, Claudio, for being our special guest. You're always a, a good time. We always enjoy hanging out with you at Cigar Chat. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks to all our Armed Forces Radio Network listeners out there. We know you guys are out there stationed in the world, keeping us safe. You guys are built to do things we are not. We appreciate it. As we go into this Easter long weekend, we hope you guys have a chance to have some downtime. Hope you're staying safe and have a fantastic weekend. Thanks very much from everyone here at Cigar Chat, Cigar Federation.